Hey everyone, welcome to Bad Sloth, uh, formerly known as Wikipedia Brown. I decided to change the name of the podcast because, well, I don't own Wikipedia. I probably never will own Wikipedia. One thing I can own is BadSloth.com, BadSloth.net, BadSloth.blah-blah-blah-blah, and basically that's why I changed the name. I've been using the name BadSloth for my Tumblr and other doohickeys for a while, so I'm like, ah, well, it makes sense because it's a podcast for the lazy geek. So I hope you continue to listen and or continue to listen. Okay. Hi, everyone. Hi. Hello. Welcome to the time travel episode of Bad Sloth, and I have very special guests today. I have Dave Ross. Hello. Hi. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Thank you. And Wes, Wes Weisenheimer. I never know your last, I never know how to say it. Perfect. Weizenhofer. Weizenhofer. Oh, man. I was going to (laughs) say. Yeah. That'd be so cool if your last name was Weisenheimer. That would. (laughs) No. It would not be cool. That would satisfy my father for the rest of his life. <laughs> right. That should be your podcast name. You just come on as Wes Weisenheimer. Yeah, no. WW is the same thing. Initials. Uh, <laughs> it's exactly the same thing. Exactly the same thing. Wes, uh, as you know, was a guest on the Disney podcast, one of the uh, more popular ones because mm. of your actual knowledge of Disney. Fancy. Yeah. But this is time travel, and who really has knowledge on time travel? Yeah, zero people. Yeah, zero people. Uh, what, it's what, not possible. Exactly. And uh, so what, what interests you guys about time travel before I uh, head into this uh, Wikipedia page? Oh, no, please. Oh, no, no, please. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> it's been a device that, you know, all my life I've been seeing in books and television shows and movies. And obviously that's a, you know, art, that art form, that medium is sort of an interest of mine. So I think it's just been so prevalent. My my father also was a big um, time traveler. Yes, my father was a big time traveler. Uh, His mom was a time traveler's wife. Yes, so, you know. What I I'm actually saying? like that movie, but <laughs> never <laughs> never seen that movie. Saw so the posters though. All right, the posters yeah. are horrible. So, so yeah, so there was a you know sort of a bonding thing between my father and myself. Was um, you know he's a big Doctor Who fan and okay, um, you know, stuff like that. That makes sense. Dave. It's just uh, it's like the coolest, you know. It's like the ultimate fantasy, time travel, for so many people. You know what I mean? For one thing, it's just an extremely cool concept to be able to travel along that dimension as well. You know, the ability to actually see firsthand historical events in the past, that's just so... I mean, of course we're obsessed with it because we're obsessed with history. And we also want to know what the unknown is like, so we want to be able to travel... I love it for that reason. But also, I think everyone has like a sick desire to go back and uh, change their past or at least rectify the problems of the past. The best part about time travel to me would be the ability to go back to high school and punch people in the face (laughs) if I really think about it. There's so much about it that's great. And it's also probably just human nature to want to control everything. Absolutely. So I think there's also like a puzzle involved in there. And I think it I think it appeals to people who want to figure out the puzzle. And, and I think that's what appeals to the story of time travel. Whenever you read or watch a story about time travel, you're, you're sort of trying to figure out how it worked, how, you know, how something can be affected by someone from the future or someone from the past. And I think there's that, that puzzle part of it. That's really exciting. As well. That's the thing. There's so much to it. There's like, it's so, so incredibly unknown and like seemingly impossible. It's just like endlessly fascinating. And on that note, I'm going to read the brief little summary here. Let's do it. Let's see where it takes us. Time travel. 
is the concept of moving between different points in time in a manner analogous to moving between different points in space. Time travel could hypothetically involve moving backward in time to a moment earlier than the starting point or forward to the future of that point without the need for the traveler to experience the intervening period, at least not at the normal rate. Any technological device, whether fictional or hypothetical, that would be used to achieve time travel is commonly known as a time machine. And although time travel has been a common plot device in science fiction since the late 19th century, and the theories of special and general relativity allow methods for forms of one-way travel into the future via time dilation, it is currently unknown whether the laws of physics would allow time travel into the past. Oh, I didn't know it was unknown. Did you guys know that? <laughs> Did you guys wear that? Such backward time travel would have the potential to introduce paradoxes related to causality and a variety of hypotheses have been proposed to resolve them, as discussed in the sections, Paradoxes and Rules of Time Travel. We're probably not going to get too much into those sections, because I read them. <laughs> that sounds a little ridiculous, that description, actually. It sounds like, at some point later today, uh, someone's going to edit that page and add at the end, yeah, but really it's bullshit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because... Well, I mean, when it comes down to it, yes, it's, it's a science fiction thing, as we know right now, but... It's something that scientists have been experimenting with for such a long time that it, it makes sense that they're trying to be very... Oh, of course. ...general about it. Yeah, exactly. It's really interesting because I don't know what time dilation is. I, uh, I think it goes into it a little bit here. I don't. Oh, sure. It's in section four, 4.1. Yeah. It's called time dilation, <laughs> that section. So maybe we should just... It's great that Wikipedia, that. though, makes things obvious. It's like, if right. you want to go to the time dilation... Click this. Click the time dilation. It's true. Well, it's interesting they're talking about time machines because if you think about like psychics or people who could see the future, I think there's a, there there are people that believe that that's actually a form of time travel. That that's like your your brain or your sure. psychic waves are actually going into the future to see what what's going on. It's not that they just know it; it's that they actually their thoughts can actually travel to the future and quote unquote predict mm -hmm. what's going to happen. Yeah, well, and even if it isn't that, even if it is just your, you have some sort of ability to, I guess, yeah, either way, it's your thoughts. But if you can see, right. if it just becomes apparent to you, then yeah, that's some sort of, of time travel. Well, there's also so many theories where it's like, okay, if time is already, like, we're just living a moment that's already been done, hmm. then you, you, why wouldn't you be able to see forward or, or like, you know, deja vu could be things that we've already done and we're just going past the loop of time, right. you know that's one. That's one of the theories. Sure, sure. I mean, I guess that's sort of like that's sort of like the the mind bending part of it is that time as we know it, it only moves forward. It never moves backwards. Mm. So and it never stops moving. Right. So it. So we are either in the present and time is being written right now, or time has already been written and we think we're in the present, but we're really in the past. No, absolutely. Or it's just we're not we're not within it. It's just another it's another factor that right. we can't because that's the thing. Like every people refer to time as the fourth dimension, but the other three dimensions we can manipulate. We will always be able to manipulate. We've throughout time have been able to. The ability to ma manipulate time would change everything. Like it would change our entire concept of ourselves. We would probably all go crazy. The person who discovers time travel will probably lose his fucking mind. Well, there'd be anarchy, too, if, if it became widespread. It's like people not sure. knowing if their passes are going to be erased. And uh, did you guys see Looper, by chance? I did I not mean, see uh, Looper. And, and you know what? I'm not, I don't mean Looper. I mean Primer. 
I did not primer, see primer. Primer, or primer is one of those things where it's like you know I think eventually some of them start going a little like yeah. Uh, crazy. Um, uh, time crimes is another one that's like that. Time crimes. Yeah, where you can't, you know, there, you know. I think we were talking about. You're talking about like the the person that discovers is going to go crazy. I think like anybody who put would potentially put their mind and their body, their brains through the process. Not just not just trying to understand it, but like the process of traveling through time probably messes you up physically. Sure. Mentally. Sure. I could do it. I'd be just fine. Yeah, you're you're tough. I'm just saying. If I went back <laughs> to the past, I'd be fine. Um, I actually crossed out time dilation, but I'll read the first two sentences of it so okay. you guys could actually know what it means in Can't case wait. it comes up. Um, just go. because it was one of those, oh, this is really boring. I'm going to cross this out. <laughs> but basically, time dilation is permitted by Albert Einstein's special and general theories of relativity. These theories state that relative to a given observer, time passes more slowly for bodies moving quickly relative to that observer or bodies that are deeper within a gravity well. So basically, I think it's more along the lines of time is moving faster somewhere else. Sure. When you're... See, that actually does seem possible. To me, like that actually makes sense to me when I think about it. You know what I mean? If you can travel faster than light, mm. then, then yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't, I actually don't really know what I would say after that. I don't know how so the world works. Like space time versus Earth time. Sure. Yeah. I was watching. But the ability to choose a time to go to is insane to me. I don't think that we'll ever get there. Yeah, that would have to probably require some sort of mathematics on a level that has not been created. And will not be created for a very long time, right? right? In theory, so like if you if you're out in space and you're traveling, um, you know, at some ridiculous speed, like faster than light or whatever, time or still, whatever, Earth time still moves at at one speed. So Earth is moving at one speed, and you're out gallivanting around space or whatever, and you can come back and like maybe some sixty sort of years space cowboy, six, yeah, sixty years <laughs> could have gone by Earth time, but only thirty years have gone by in space time. And so, technically, you're a time traveler. Yes. Hence, and you've only aged thirty years. Planet of the Apes. Hence, Planet of the Apes. Sure. Hence, Flight of the Navigator. That too. That's basically right. what happened. That's basically the premise for both of those. They right. went away and were traveling so fast. They came back, and it was the future. Well, that's like oh. it goes back to like Hindu teachings and stuff. Yeah. You know. I only know things through movies, though. Okay. So and, I literally I only learn things through movies, too. Yeah. Right. So, so you want to. But funny you should say that because there is <laughs> there is something coming up about the Hindu teachings. There you go. Um, one thing I did want to say because I you know in in preparation of this uh, mm-hmm. on my Netflix queue I have Stephen Hawking's Into the Universe. Mm-hmm. I've never seen that. Um, I haven't either. But there was a time travel episode, so I'm like I'll probably watch this and see if I can <laughs> throw some knowledge. Uh, and I guess one of the things that they say is true. I don't know if it's a law or a theory. I'm assuming theories because all these things are always theories. But time on Earth does move slower anywhere else, you know, away from Earth. Whenever you get to a big mm-hmm. uh, a gravity well or, you know, something that has a lot of pull, a lot of mass, time always moves slower. Yeah. And and he even said that, and this is cool, I didn't know this, the pyramids are so heavy that if you're right next to the pyramid, time is moving slower for you than anyone else further away from the pyramids. Uh, in Egypt, it's I mean it's a billionth and billionth of a second. Sure. So right. it's inc- it's it's we we don't feel it, but the fact that you can kind of quantify that is that the right word that I'm yeah. Well, I think yeah, I, you know that it makes. It's sense also the closer you are to the ground, the quicker you age. Yeah, and you, uh, you see that in astronauts. You know, they they come back and they have like all sorts of like 
health things that they have to like readjust to coming to being back on in gravity. Mm. And there's no proof per se, but this idea that in space you age differently than you would on earth is that, you know, maybe astronauts are, are aging. I can't even really wrap my rate. brain around what that means though. Um, you know what I mean? Like the, what does it mean for time to move slower? For someone, I fe- it's it's. I think along the same pre- premise of what we were talking about uh, with Planet of the Apes, and, and I, you know what, I don't know. My brain just farted. Yeah, no, I yeah, like. I'm trying. I well, to, like, I don't know, guys. I'm, I don't think know. I'm gonna die. Podcast over. I, I'm pretty sure I'm gonna die <laughs> thinking about this. Yeah, I think it's. I think it's this, the the basic idea that the faster you move away from Earth or back toward Earth, Earth even when you're moving at a certain rate of speed, you're living. Uh, it is really hard to explain. You're living at a different rate. Of, you're living at a different rate of speed than yes. than people on Earth because we have a like a set, not not by calendars or by our watches, but we we have a set like rotation around the sun. We we because of gravity, we yeah. age in a very specific way. When you're out in space and this deal in space time, you don't have the same restrictions that you have on a planet. Mm. So and just like if we were to go to a different planet that has a different um, different type of gravity, um, you know, pr- presumably if it was inhabitable, then it would we you would age differently on that planet than you would on Earth. But I guess what what, what I'm trying to wrap my head head around too is because if if time moves slower on Earth, then the whole theory is if you go away and then come back, time has not moved for you as much as people on Earth. Wouldn't it be the opposite if time is moving slower here? That's that's why I just got confused myself. And right. Well, either way, there's a discrepancy. Yeah. I just wonder if, like, it seems like I don't know. I'm like confusing myself <laughs> about what time, the difference between time and the concept of time to a person. You know what I mean? Because, like, if we're talking about aging, then how time passes doesn't change. But if what time actually is is in relation to the place that you are, mm. you know what I mean? Yeah. No, like, for sure. Well, it's that's a really bizarre concept, and I am about to uh, have a panic attack thinking about and it. And your head's going to explode. Yeah. But the, that's one thing I love about time travel is the fact that you can talk and talk and talk and talk about it, and it's interesting, and you'll never really have a real full answer because one question leads to another that leads to another. and Yeah, it's like a little kid asking why. Exactly. So it's one of those things that to us as actual adults is still childlike in nature because we don't know and right. we want to know. Yeah. So yeah. we just keep coming up with ideas. Exactly. This is actually kind of cool uh, going on because you were saying Hindu teachings yeah. and it's the fact that, you know, I didn't realize how early on people actually kind of thought about uh, traveling through time. Fucking Stargate, man. <laughs> Stargate is the first reference to time travel. Stargate the is the only real religion. Um. <laughs> So there's no widespread agreement as to which written work should be recognized as the earliest example of a time travel story, since a number of early works feature elements ambiguously suggestive of time travel. Ancient folk tales and myths sometimes involve something akin to traveling forward in time. For example, in Hindu mythology, I'm just going to go ahead and say the Mahabharata. Sure. All right, let's ask our, our resident Hinduist, uh, Wes. Whoa. <laughs> So for uh, everyone out there listening, he gestured to me first, saw the look of terror on my face, and then went to and West. Then turned to me. I, I'm trying so, to keep you guys. Okay, that's so, like a, so a scripture, say, isn't it? I want to yeah. say. I want to say that he uh, ascended into he- the heavens, and when he returned to Earth, 
um, more time had passed yes. than when he was like like he was up in the heavens for a day, and he comes back in like thirty years. I don't know the exact. It, well, it's a story but... of King Ravita. 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 I, okay. I don't pronounce things. King Ravita, who mm-hmm. travels to heaven to meet the Creator Brahma, and is shocked to learn that many ages have passed when he returns to Earth. Right. So that I mean that's the the same kind of theory that we were just talking about, leaving and coming back in sure. the future. So it, that makes sense that that could be considered one of the first. And that was 700, uh, it actually says here 700s BCE to 300s BCE. Right. Wow. Yeah. So that's smart for them peoples, I guess, back in the days, the olden folk. Yeah, at least imaginative. Yeah. Well, you know? well and if you, if you know, what we were talking about earlier, um, the idea of like psychics, if you, if you think about that and how, how long we've been writing about like soothsayers and people who could foretell the future, like Oedipus or whatever, that basically that's, somebody looking into the future or essentially time mm. travel telling what's going to happen and the rule of whatever happened happened i mean there yeah. could be a, a a debate whether or not you know is that time is that like a time travel thing or is you know being psychic a different but but thing? even even if you said they were they were separate the it's a really good example of whatever happened happened and I think that, and that is, oh, I gotcha, I gotcha, that is yeah, a really right. important part of time travel because mm. you you look at like Oedipus and like everything they tried to do to prevent him from, and it still no, happened. Yeah, and it still happened. So, um, well, that's one of the theories that time cannot be changed or right. unwritten, and there's a fixed you know timeline that doesn't matter if you go to the past, right. whatever you're going to do, something is going to happen to prevent you from changing anything. And I think I think more modern theories on that is that you can you can maybe alter the past if you could time travel to the past you could maybe alter the event but whatever you do to alter the event will actually cause the event as well yeah so my favorite star trek episodes are those where it's like it's, it has to do with time and then riker's like well let's do this and Worf's like well that might change the time that might be the reason we're doing it blah, 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 blah. Sure. Yeah. that became almost a trope even yes like I remember the first time I heard that, I was like, whoa, that's true. You know, that Simpsons episode. There's a whole episode of The Simpsons. It was one of the Treehouse of Horrors. Oh, yeah. okay. Where the toaster was the a time toaster. machine. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Bug, you go squish. <laughs> he gets angry and he goes back and beats the shit out of a bunch of dinosaurs. Yeah. And um, if you want to know more about The Simpsons, listen to The Simpsons podcast. Do you have Law. a Simpsons episode? Was it last week? It was two episodes ago. Oh, I wish yeah. we could go back in time to that yeah, I episode. I wish we could. It would have been uh, better with you. See, see uh, what I'm doing. Okay, that's, that's, that's clever. <laughs> it would have been better with it would have been better with you. Yeah. Uh, I wish I had that as my ringtone. Well, I mean, Lost subscribed to that theory too. That like whatever happened happened, you know, because Lost dealt with time travel. And, oh yes, yes, yes. And you know, you can't. Did it? I didn't. Oh, damn it! I like I saw the last episode of Lost, hmm. and I'd seen the first four seasons. So. And I think I missed like all of the the time travel the weird time stuff travel was lore. one of my favorite seasons I, yeah, too because really, they go back to like what the seventies yeah they go back to when like the Dharma Initiative was built which is awesome I didn't spoiler. think they oh would that's do that. so cool yeah well no, it's not a spo- it's not necessarily a spoiler but well but I mean like the whole the yeah. whole thing revolving around whatever happened happened um, spoilers you know they whether or not they would whether or not they I think would, you're allowed to spoil a show that's pre- already aired. You know, though, but like I have friends that have never seen it. I'm like trying. That's to like watch saying it. Uh, that's like spoiling the end of the Sixth Sense right. at this point. So they, so, so there's, so I there's, totally agree. There's a, uh, you know, the Swan Station, and there's this incident that happened that we have heard about since the the second season of the show, and they're trying to figure out if they can prevent this like horrible incident from happening. And in order to prevent it from happening, they have to make it happen. Yes. So it's like. 
either either the the incident happens one way or the incident happens another way. Whatever happened happened. Well, that's part of where my brain starts to explode uh, during certain things because it's like you know, just like the Terminator sends his or, or, Terminator is uh, a great example. Yeah, he sends his own, not the Terminator, but uh, John John Connor. Uh, John Connor sends his own father back to become his father. It's like, what if he never sent him back? No, I know that would that always messed with my head so much. You know what I think the answer to that is is that somebody always sent him back. Somebody always sent Kyle Reese back. But the fact that that Kyle Reese went back is what allowed John Connor to be born. So it didn't matter. Like if John Connor wasn't right. there, like presumably if we watched a Terminator prequel where we got to see Kyle Reese go back, John Connor's not actually the person that sends him back. Originally. That's true. And it could be that whoever sent Kyle Reese back in this new timeline dies. And so John Connor has to yeah. send him back himself. I mean, that can make sense. And that's actually sure. the beauty of, that's actually the beauty of the Terminator series is like, you can watch Terminator and then you're like, okay, so then the war doesn't happen, but the war has to happen because he, he wouldn't go back in the past right. to stop the Terminator if the war didn't happen. It's like, mm-hmm. no matter what, whatever happened, happened. No matter what they do, the war is going to happen. Well, in, in Terminator, was it 2, where they actually stop the guy, um, from, yeah, and then it ends up Cyberdyne. happening anyway? And it still happens. Yeah, it still happens. Skynet still becomes a what? Exactly. And and that's a good example of Primer. You should see Primer. If you haven't seen Primer, you should see Primer. It, it was a, an, an indie film one like Sundance or whatever freaking awards. You can get it on like Netflix and stuff. Yeah. No, no, I looked on Netflix. Oh, really? It, unless it's on DVDs. But they, the dude made it for like $7,000. And it's probably one of my favorite like ways. Not necessarily favorite time $7, travel. $7,000. It actually takes time travel and makes it kind of like what if it does happen? What if it did happen? What if you could do it? What is the science behind it? If he goes back to the past, he has to know that he's going to end up coming back and he himself has to get back in the box or prevent himself from seeing his double and stopping right. him from getting back in the box. It's just all this co- complicated stuff that makes sense. I'm going to stop uh, second primers wiener right now. So go for it. No, it sounds great, man. <laughs> okay. So uh, there's two things that, that I found interesting because I never really thought about the fact that backwards time travel and forwards time travel were actually kind of developed in you know, literature and stuff completely separately, you know, because I think time travel, you just think, oh, back and forth. But actually, it's forward time travel that kind of started first with the, the Hindu story. And right. and then backwards time travel uh, is oh, more of a modern idea. Interesting. Yeah, it's so, more of a modern. Like HG, maybe maybe closer to the era of J.G. Wells, like late 1800s, early 1900s. Um, actually, so there's no, they don't, there are no occurrences of, of backwards time travel that they talk about in there? No. Before? No, really? every, all those stories are always about waking up in the future or going to the future. I wonder why it's so, such a modern idea to question the past. I guess it makes sense that back in the day you kind of want to see what the future is because people have already have, like, known the past and maybe it didn't even, people didn't think about, oh, what if we could change things? It was more about what's going to happen a thousand years from now. Right. I mean, but why isn't that the case now? Just as much time has passed. I mean, I guess a few more thousand years have passed, but that's not in the grand scheme of things. Did you guys see uh, Midnight in Paris? The yes. Woody Allen movie? They, he has, he has, he, they, they have a conversation kind of near the end of that movie where they, he talks about oh, Everyone every romanticizes the last generation. Yeah, every yes. generation romanticizes. So, like, we sort of, we probably don't necessarily romanticize, like, the 60s, but, you know, we do romanticize, like, the 50s. I do have a very romanticized idea of the fifties. I think yeah. we all do. Yeah. I, I think, but I think, I think that's yeah. a generational thing. Absolutely, and people in the fifties romanticize the turn of the century, the twenties uh, and stuff. Yeah, yeah, sure. But it, it it does actually seem exponentially more and more with each passing year that we are, especially American culture, and I think probably the rest of the world that we're like digging into the past 
And I wonder if that's just because in the arts, so much has been done, and it seems like it's hard to not be derivative. You know what I mean? Maybe yeah. that's what it is. And maybe up until this point, people didn't really think about it going to the past only for the fact that, you know, it was one of those and, – and I'm not to say people didn't think about it, but write about it in literature and it, it, the fact that it's one of those impossibilities that until mm. modern day where we actually have technology and people are like, oh, shit, what if we can do this sure. and this? People are like, oh, what if we could change this? I think it might also be subconsciously how horrific the situation was for everybody, you know? Yeah. Uh, you don't want to go back to a year ago because it sucked and, you know <laughs> – Maybe ten, twenty, a hundred, two hundred, three hundred years from now, it'll be, it'll be impressive. It'll be beautiful. It'll be pristine. You know. Yeah, and 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 nowadays, it's not it's not necessarily that people want to go back to the past, though. To live there, they want to go back to the past check it to out. change things. Right. You know, to to yeah, to be at historical events, maybe, but also to change things that happened. It's more, I think, of the yeah, fact that humans want to control things. Yeah, is kill Hitler, right? Isn't that what most people say? Yeah. I love episodes. Like a doctor, I think it was Doctor Who that did an episode where uh, a guy kill. goes back to kill Hitler. Let's kill Hitler. Yeah, and leaves a cell phone, I think it was. And No, I don't know if it's Let's Kill, but he, this is an old... This what is, is this an episode of? I'm pretty sure it's Doctor Who. And he leaves a cell phone, and then they go back to the future, and everything is Nazis because Hitler got a cell phone. Huh. Right. Yeah. Wait, wasn't that Doctor Who? Jeez, Louise. No? What the hell am I thinking of, guys? Quantum Leap, maybe? No. Speaking <laughs> of Quantum Leap, well, we, can quantum leap. <laughs> we can get into Quantum Leap. I love that show. Yeah. Love that show, too. But um, hey, uh, callers, call in and let me know <laughs> what show I'm talking about. Maybe Red Dwarf. Do you have callers? No, I don't okay. have callers. <laughs> I got all excited. I if thought you, you had callers. If, if, listeners, if you know what show, I'm, I'll look it up, but if I can't find it, what show where, where an older guy, gentleman, goes to the past. Tries to kill Hitler, fails, leaves his cell phone, comes back, and Nazis have taken over everything. Please let me know. The answer is The Misfits. It was an episode of The Misfits. That is a great concept. Yeah. That they were heralded as geniuses, probably. Exactly. The and so they had this, this thing, this piece of technology, and obviously they just dissected it and turned it into, like, lasers. Sure. I think that's what they had in the future. They had lasers. lasers. So all their lasers kind of, like, made... I think it's really funny... It's it's so funny how accurate like what movie I think I was watching that movie Remote Control I was watching some seventies movie that was just it was a futuristic movie it was it was science fiction it was about like the two thousands or two thousand tens or whatever uh-huh. and it was crazy like the things they predicted it's so always so funny to me and in Back to the Future also they predict like cell phones and uh you know vcrs and dvd players and things like that and computers and other communication devices along with flying cars it's always with flying cars yeah. and jetpacks and, and, this yeah, is and in jet remote control i mean even- no in remote control they predicted like a, a vcr i think oh, okay uh dishwashers i mean like like there's some really interesting like like house of the future type things not to get too disney again on the podcast but you know, like Dude. looking at House of the Future stuff, like they were predicting things like dishwashers along with the, like what you're saying, along with flying cars. That was like a really kind of It's weird. so strange. It's like not even thought that thought through that well at all. I, I think, think it's it, everyone wants a flying car. Well, I think it's also the I fact that what, what when you're when I'm I guess about that. that frightens me. Actually. I'm just going to keep it. People having flying yeah, cars. Everyone has an airplane. It it's fucking yeah. terrifying. Yeah. We'd all be dead. Well, I think once the cars can drive themselves in a few years, then. You know. Oh, can't wait! Yeah, then I think maybe. I think then maybe yeah, because then we once we know that technology where they like control themselves works, 
I don't mind a flying car. But we have to like get to a point where we have technology that doesn't. You know, like the the things that we have that hover or that like raise straight up are are like a helicopter and a Harrier, and a Harrier like destroys everything in its path when it's right. when it's taking off, and a helicopter doesn't do that as much. But if you had like three helicopters next to each other uh, on the like you know the air Interstate Five, they would just cut each other to pieces. It's got to be yeah, it's got to sure. be electromagnetic. I think they um yeah. they actually is a flying car. What it is, I was reading it's about it's an it. airplane. It's a very small airplane right. that the wings fold up, and okay. then it's street legal. So, oh, so it's an airplane and a car. Yes. So when um, okay, my father was a uh, investigator for the FAA, and I remember one of the cases when I was a kid that he was investigating was somebody was selling flying cars to people, mm. and it was like a total fraud thing where. Um, he, they were just like bilking people out of their money, promising it's like selling tracks on the moon or something, yeah. you know. And um, which and, I have one, and they, yeah, perfect. They, uh, I mean, they had like all this documentation and photos of the flying cars and all sorts of craziness. And I, you're right, people have people have wanted flying cars oh for my God. and jetpacks. Jetpacks are the other one. Well, it's funny, or like it's, rocket boots. <laughs> rocket boots. I want the hoverboard from back. Oh to the man, day. yeah. I mean, actually, more things should hover by things, now. Things should hover. I, I feel like, though, a lot more cracked skulls would happen. Absolutely. Uh, so that's probably why. I mean, we drive cars drunk. Yeah. Right. Here's, here's the problem with, with uh, flying cars. One, I, yeah, I want a flying car too. But I, I was thinking about this once. And it's like, it makes sense that it's not going to happen anytime soon because new laws have to be made. Sure. And new laws aren't going to be made until there's airspace you know, space and all this stuff, yeah. air highways. We really don't want to trust <laughs> the majority of people with that shit either. No. And the fact that if your car breaks down, you're dead. Yeah. You can't, you're going to, yeah. you know, that's that's it. Like there, Already, it's hard to get a driver's license. You know what I mean? <laughs> if the, and the way that you learn to, that's it, what's really funny to me. It was harder. Yeah. It should be harder to get a driver's license. It should. You're right. It should be harder. Are you gonna say the, way the way you, you learn, learn is by driving. Is by driving. Yeah. You like run into stuff. Yeah. It's like a. It's like a a worldwide joke. The dad in the car with his kid and like ah, you ran into the telephone pole, you crazy kid. <laughs> but learning to drive a flying car, oh my god, you would just die. Everyone would be dead, which wouldn't be necessarily. Bad. That's what I'm saying. They have to drive themselves. <laughs> I got a motorcycle license recently. And it, it took oh, wow. like two days of a couple of hours of driving around in this class. And I will, and so I got my license after taking the test. I should not have a motorcycle license. I do not how to, do you don't know not how to, do know how to ride the friggin' thing. I passed all the tests. So the only way. And you are legally allowed to weave I'm, in between cars. Yes. I'm legally allowed to, to awesome. murder myself. Uh, and, and someone else. Uh, and someone else. But obviously I'm not going to do it. I just wanted to get it just to have it. But that's a weird hobby. I just want to get a motor, motorcycle license. You never know. You know. Here's the thing. I've watched too many movies where it's like, holy crap, what if I need to get away and there's a motorcycle? You know when that happens in films? Right. I feel like that's going to be my real life one I day. I get it. That's basically yeah. the exact same reason why I have a college degree. There you go. Just, huh. just, Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> just in case I got to get out of this whole not having a real career situation. Yeah, I wanna, I, Otherwise, I, it's useless. So are we going to talk about... Quantum Leap and Back to the Future? Yeah. We we can. I'm actually, I, I'm looking at the, uh, just to mention real quick so we can move past this backwards time travel thing. Yeah. So you guys know, one early story that hints of backwards time travel is Memoirs of the 20th Century by Samuel Madden, and that was in 1733. Wow. So that's, that's 
you know, 300 to 700 BCE so a lot to 1733. Thought. There's a lot of span be- before someone actually kind of wrote about it. Interesting. Do you think that? Do you think that's maybe because people didn't? Con- they they could always comprehend what the future could hold. Like I've I've got to do this tomorrow. You know, I have this to look for next year. But they have a harder time. Like, do you think that was maybe not a, a concern of theirs, changing my mistakes? I think it was just that people were dumber back then. Well, yeah, may, like a limited imag- imagination, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. No, no, no. I, agree I mean, there's you. definitely much smarter people back then than I am. But yeah, well, it's not the fact that people didn't think or talk about it; they just didn't write about it. Mm. So maybe it was just yeah. Not in a fairness, concern. people didn't write much. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> but the the ones that did write, it, it's it wasn't probably something that. You know, in society, they were concerned about that they needed to write about. It was more like, where are we going? What is this society going to come to? Rather than, right. what can we do to have changed it in an impossible fashion to go to the past? It is just so curious that, that, there's, that there wasn't a morbid fascination with it, and there is now. Yeah. I do wonder what that is. There is like, and it seems like it's becoming more and more prevalent. I mean, backward. It, it, maybe it's people are more aware of their mortality. Uh, do you and, think you know what we could have done, and people are regretting decisions more and wondering. Also, people are, are living longer, and I would bet you that the longer you live, the more you think about the past. Yeah, that makes sense. I, I'm my my guess is, I mean, probably a lot of that is true. But racism, in, in I addition, bet it's racism. No, well, close. No, um, <laughs> the the fact that we live in um, a complete technology age now, yes. like where we're we're completely driven by technology, mm. whereas you know. A hundred years ago, it wasn't really the case. I mean, there was definitely, you know, we were just a hundred years ago. We were just like starting to use cars, you know, and um, now we can't go have dinner without being connected to our inner, our cell phones and checking our email and texting someone and like we're completely connected to technology now in a way yeah. that that we weren't a hundred years ago. Quick question before we move on to quantum leap and back to the future. <laughs> Uh, we didn't even talk about paradoxes too. We haven't really oh yeah, we're, on we, that at all. there's a whole thing on paradoxes, so that's gonna be able, and wormholes. <laughs> wormholes are the coolest. Uh, the first time travel story to feature time travel by means of a time machine was Enrique Gaspar's Irombas book, El Anacronopete. I'm gonna assume that's how you pronounce it. Anybody uh, have a guess as to what what year that was? First first time machine story. Oh man, uh, 1870. Oh, I would say earlier. Well, H.G. Guess... Wells' Time Machine. That was uh, in 1970s. 1895. Oh, really? Yeah. Published in 18. Because I'm thinking machines, and I'm because the like... Time Machine gained. It says here gained popularity with H.G. Wells' story. The Time Machine published in 1895. But the but so this thing predates that. And and preceded by a less influential story of time travel, Wells wrote in 1888, titled "The Chronic Argonauts," so which so... also featured a time machine. So this was before that. And I that. love that book, The Time Machine. And I'll, I thought that H.G. Wells recently died, apparently, in my brain. That's what right. I just showed on this podcast. So just tell your listeners, no, I'm stupid. Um, um, okay, so it I'll, must have been in the mid-1800s. 1887. So. Okay. So it was just a few years before H.G. Wells' Time Machine. That book is great, too, The Time Machine. I didn't read it, but I watched the original and the remake, and I love the original. Who was in the original? No idea. H.G. Wells. <laughs> right. <laughs> no clue. You know, just another, a flip book. Another really no. good one is um, A Sound of Thunder. Not oh, the yeah. movie, 
The movie's terrible. The movie was so bad. But you know, do you know, Pierce do you know Brosnan, what we're talking about? I don't know what you're talking about. It's a, <sighs> a Sound of Thunder as the that Simpsons episode with the toaster is uh-huh. based on a Sound of Thunder. Uh, okay. This idea that you could go back in time, but if you touch one Jeez. little thing, butterfly it, it effect. Com- it, yeah, you yeah. have this huge butterfly effect and it it changes everything if about the future. If you step on a butterfly in the past, the future will change. And they're tourists in that, right? They're like time tourists. Yeah. And then one kills a bug. And then they go to the future and everything's different. And there's like weird yeah. lizard things eating but the people. movie was so bad. The movie's really bad. It was the so Sound bad. of Thunder. Sound yeah. of Thunder. I think it's Ray Bradbury. Uh, Quantum Leap. Quantum Leap. I love Quantum Leap. It was cheesy as all hell. Oh, uh, yeah. But I loved it. Is Quantum Leap, I mean, this is basically just nonsense, but is Quantum Leap anywhere online? Is it on Netflix? It's on Hulu. Is it really? And most of it's on Netflix, but... They do they do that thing with on Netflix sometimes where you can't get certain episodes. You have to get the discs in order to watch certain episodes. <laughs> oh, that's annoying. So you can watch like a finale that's a cliffhanger, but you can't watch the resolution oh, those premiere jerks. or the next one or whatever. That's so smart. Quantum Leap was stuff. amazing because it was always to solve a problem. He always had a problem to solve. It, it was and there never... was there was a little bit of like science. There was like, like a little bit of real science in in sure. Quantum Leap, you know, in the theory behind it. Well, and it was the opposite of anything you knew about time travel because it's like, oh, you can only move forward if you change the past. Well, uh, that was oh, that was a little different because that was like his theory was God was leaping him around in time. So the only reason he could move forward is if he changed the past and God allowed him to. But is that what the premise of the show was? The premise. The, so the premise of the show. Um, kind of deals with like M theory and string theory and that your entire life, like if you imagine it as a piece of string and all things are cyclical. So the beginning of your life is tied to the end of your life. So it makes a loop. Oh, if I you, see. If you take that, if you take that string and you put it in your hand and you ball it up, all these different moments from your life are all touching each other. So his theory was that he could travel within his own lifetime by leaping from one moment in time that was touching another. Putting things right, which there ones went wrong. Episodes of Quantum Leap where he was outside of his. There, there was he he length did, of life. He, yeah. he did leap into like his like great grandfather who was in the Civil War, but it was it was a DNA thing. That's how they like explained that. But that was like the I think that was the only time. He did he actually... have to make love to his grandma? <laughs> I don't think so. Oh, dude, that was he had to like dope. like impregnate his grand grandmother, yeah. great grandmother. And well, it's kind of like future off future on episode, right? No, that didn't happen. No. Wait. <laughs> Did Fry have sex with his his Fry great 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 grandmother? Or did something? Fry or his niece? Or kill whatever? accidentally got his grandfather killed. Right, and he becomes his own grandfather. And so, in order, and so it, since he didn't disappear, uh, they all figured that oh crap, he wasn't your grandfather. So he slept with his grandma, and it's like oh, you're probably not my grandma. And then you see her on bed. She's like twenty, but you see her after they have sex, and she's like, oh, why don't you get me some? So it's like oh yeah, it is his grandma because. Red Dwarf does something. I don't know if that makes any sense. That I just said. that didn't make any sense to me. But in no. fairness, I smoked all the weed. So he's his own grandpa. Yeah, yeah. I think is what. So so that never it. happened with Sam. <laughs> um, but uh, but so there's this there's this sort of I mean that's a that's a real piece of string theory. That's a real part of like M theory, in that you know your life is a cyclical, you know timeline that you could in theory, you know bounce around in. They should bring Quantum Leap back. <laughs> They should bring Quantum Leap back. They really back. should bring Quantum Leap back. They should bring it back. They brought Red Dawn back, for God's sake. Alan's, Alan's uh, referencing a, desi- a desire of mine. I, I always thought they should. Directed and written by Alan Shaken and Wes Weisenheimer. Perfect. <laughs> well, why don't you guys write a... Uh, 
Oh, it's funny you say that. Pilot. It's funny. Are we shouldn't talk. We should not. We shouldn't talk too much about this. <laughs> but um, man, don't let Hollywood know about fan this. fiction. But there, there's some. You know, there's uh, the Quantum Leap. I think. Um, they're the producer are going to hear this and be like, wait a second, that's a great idea. Uh, right? Uh, it, it touched on sort of, uh, I think kind of what you were, what I, I think you both have mentioned it, but this idea like of going back and changing the past or changing your mistakes, fixing your mistakes and things. And also living in an era, like have romanticizing an era that you can't live in. You can never go back to. And I, it, it captured those things, and I think that's what like really appealed to people. And then there was this like little bit of science in there too that I think like connected with the science nerds. And um, yeah, no, it was that fun. show was, that it show was, was a, show. kind of a special show. Yeah, uh, how many seasons did it go? I don't remember. Oh, for, for uh, a lot. Uh, Ray Bradbury did write *A Sound of Thunder*. By the way, I looked uh, it up. All right. Yeah, and five uh, or six, five or six yeah, seasons. Yeah, five or six. And then they did like they ended it terribly, though. Yeah, it was. I remember that. It, was, it wasn't great. I think the title cards. The I don't remember. They threw the title end. cards up because they thought they were getting another season, so they sort of had like a little bit of a cliffhanger, and so it was like, oh, you're not, you're not renewed, and so they threw up a title card, and they were like, oh, and ended up Sam never yeah. goes home. Yeah, was, he leaves forever and ever. Oh, like, oh weird. But he, but he Unsatisfying. Made, but he made a deal with like that was like where they solidified the God thing, and they he made a deal with God basically. To um, he he sort of sacrificed himself for his best friend, which is very sweet, and I, I like that aspect of the was show. Was it Al? Yeah, yeah. So at the end of this end of the show, he makes this deal with God, like like God gives him the choice, like you want to go home because that was the whole his whole goal in the show was to get home. You want to go home, or do you want to keep doing this? And so Sam agrees to keep leaping if he can go back and fix one thing of his choice. And his one thing that he fixes is he goes back and he he talks to Al's wife. And convinces her that he's still alive, and so she waits for him, and so it saves Al's marriage and changes Al's future. Mm. But the consequence is Sam never gets to go home, which is sad. What a wonderful man! Welcome back to our podcast on Quantum Leap. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, but uh, that's one. Th- I love Quantum Leap. The one thing I didn't like was that the the whole God thing. I don't know. I felt it was yeah. Like, God had need- a huge presence in that show. Yeah, we- it was crazy. Yeah, I, mean, it was a, I forget who played God. Um, interestingly, uh, it was <laughs> it was the guy. So I can't remember the guy's name. Um, he's a character actor. You've seen him a lot, and he's actually in the very first episode. And he's oh really? He's like one of the people that he that Sam first affects in time travel. Sam goes back, and he's a test pilot, and it's like hmm. the guy who's like head of the test pilot program. And they got so in that last episode. He, Sam's in this like kind of weird mining town in a bar and he can't really leave the bar and the bar is called Al's place. And it's all of the actors that show up in the bar and there's sort of this conflict in the bar. All of the actors are actors who have previously played other characters in the show. So it's sort of like his past, so to speak, that he's like changed and affected has come back to him in this. Bar. Wait a second. Were they all in a church welcoming Jack? Yeah, they're totally the same uh, thing. And at the end. No, that's lost, everyone. Yeah. Spoilers. Spoilers. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm not caught up on Lost. I don't know what, go, what happened oh, shit. in that you show. Got, you're not, oh, yeah. You yeah, thanks for spoiling yeah. that show. Spoilers. That, that says nothing. That, that means nothing. I don't care. I'm not going to watch uh, Speaking show. of spoilers, uh, let's talk about tourism in time. Sure. Tourism. Let's do it. Stephen Hawking has suggested that the absence of tourists from the future is an argument against the existence of time travel. Uh, yeah, totally. Yeah. There is, there is an argument against that, though. Uh, well, of course, this would not prove that time travel is physically impossible, since it might be that time travel is physically possible, but that is never developed 
or cautiously use. And even if it is developed, hockey notes elsewhere that time travel might only be possible in a region of space-time that is warped in the correct way, and that if we cannot create such a region until the future, then time travels will not be able to travel back before that date. So basically, you can't. They're saying you can't really go back to a point before your time machine existed or time traveling existed. Interesting. And Carl Sagan also once suggested the possibility that time travels could be here, but are disguising their existence or not recognized as time travelers. Yeah, disguising your. I think disguising yourself. I yeah. think would be pretty key to going back in time. Well, yeah, I but honestly, if it, we came to a point where time travel was commonplace, where a lot of people were doing it, you know, I mean, there people would make you, mistakes. That's why you have time cops, right? <laughs> Another Which, movie, by I the way, enjoyed. is a great movie. Yes, thank you. I love, I love a good Van Damme movie in general, but that one's just so silly. I, I well, and you also get to see Mia Sarah from Ferris Bueller's Day Off, right. uh, very perky breasts. Oh, okay. is that who that is? Yeah. That scene, um, uh, that I, scene made my day in high school. Oh, yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> I wish I could travel back in time and jerk off to it again. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what the beauty of DVDs? You just no, pop no, no, that. No, 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 you no. just pop that beauty in. That sounds like some time travel bullshit to me. There, there's, <laughs> there's something else though. The, this tourism thing that uh, there, there is a theory on. I know we haven't really hit paradoxes yet, but it applies here. It's fine. And that. Um, there's like one guy who he's, he's a modern, a more modern theorist on this. Um, I want to say in the nineties. Um, and I think he's Russian says that it was called Boris. The, the Boris. Mm. Sure. It was called Boris. Uh, Boris bad enough. He, that if Joseph you, Stalin. if you were to travel back in time, that there's some like hokum mathematical thing for this, but the probability of you being able to interact with something in your own timeline goes to zero. So it's like impossible for you to to interact with yourself or change your own past. But what would happen in time? if you travel back? What if would you travel back in time? Why would that be true? Hokum math. I don't. Know. I think maybe you have it there. Is that the one? Well, there's something in here about someone saying that if you did something, would happen in time to prevent you from doing it, whether it be right. You know, but that's. that's but it kind of goes along with whatever happened happened. I think also, and that even if you could go back. And you were trying to prevent something from happening in your own life, it you would you would make that happen anyways. Sure. Oh, I, I see. Know. Yeah. No, I don't know how math would make that happen though. Hokum right. Math. I mean, Hokum because math. you couldn't kill yourself. Right. You just couldn't do that. Well, so. that's that's the grand question of paradoxes and what would happen if you go back. And the grandfather paradox, uh, where right. what happens if you go back and you kill your grandfather? He, before he before he, he conceived your father. What's funny father. about that is it's such a waste of a time travel, you know? Yeah. Why don't you just blow your brains out, you know? Well, if it's by accident. It's not like, you know, but that's it's just an easier way uh, to theorize it is if you went back and killed your own grandfather. Sure. But if you go back in time and cause your grandfather to die or your father, whatever. What sure, if just by nature of traveling back in time, you do something like that. Yeah. yeah. But, the, but, the, but the idea, though, of whatever happened, happened, would say... You, whatever you do to try to kill your grandfather, let's yeah. say you succeed in killing your grandfather, you some whatever you do to do that somehow still impregnates your grandmother with your father. <laughs> the bullet goes through his uh, uh, testicles into his grandma and thus creating your father. Well, like for example, going back to Oedipus, not my example is not good. <laughs> <laughs> going back to Oedipus, so they thought that he was going to kill his father and and marry his mother, right? Mm-hmm. So they get rid of the baby and he goes and lives with someone else 
who he thinks is his father. So when he goes to the Oracle and he finds out that he's going to kill his father, he leaves. So you going back in time and killing your grandfather, you may be successful in killing your grandfather, but that may not be your biological grandfather. But then it's not your grandfather. But you don't know that. But like, but like the point is like, you think you're going back in time to prevent something from happening that in your mind, you maybe you don't know that it's not your biological grandfather. That's the point. Okay. How about this? We all take DNA tests. Sure. I know 100% that you're my grandfather. Right. I go back and find you. I kill you. How is it not going to be that you're not my grandfather anymore? Is something going to happen where someone else is now your grandfather? What if he... Because that's not... And then maybe you, find out, maybe you find out that um, donated sperm. You know what I mean? Like, the, the point is, the point is that there's... It's kind of like multiple... This is like a really strange edge case, I think, that we're exploring. No, I, you know I think I mean? it's, it goes along with the idea of, of um, multiple dimensions or multiple universes. Oh, uh, I see. And, Hoka math. And so, like... Oh, okay, I got So you. there's all these different possibilities. Well, that's... Yeah. And if you... Back to Quantum Leap, if you look at Quantum Leap, when he goes back in time, he has... He talks to Al, this, this, his best friend, who's his hologram, and he's giving him the probability of success. If I do this, it, you're 75% likely to succeed. If I, if you do this, you're only 40% likely to succeed. So you have to choose which thing to do. And that's sort of a multi-dimensional, multi-universe mm. idea in that I have all of these choices in front of me. And it could be that no matter which path you take, it all leads to the same end. Well, yes. I mean, that's a whole other theory is alternate. So you go back, you go back and you kill your grandfather. You don't know what path that's going to take you down. And it still could Somehow, yeah, I mean, we don't know because we're just we're just like making up mm. cases of maybe he saved sperm or whatever. But you've already been created. That's the thing that's interesting about that. The idea of like fading out of a photograph or or like changing right. time as such that everything that's happened since doesn't occur anymore. You know, I bet you like <laughs> yeah. You if you kill someone, you don't just disappear. Well, you that's know? the thing. That's the thing. If that's, I mean, what, what Wes was saying is just one theory by, sure. by that. But there's so many theories. The first mention of paradox in my brain was Back to the Future, where it's like if you go back and do something, you'll rip a fabric in the space, a hole in the fabric space time, right. and destroy the entire universe. You know, I don't think that would happen either, because that's kind of a big thing for something so small on Earth. If we find happen, a way to move through time. Yeah, I, I would imagine. I but I think the idea that you'd rip a, a, a hole in the fabric of the universe actually sort of makes sense with that. Because the idea is, no matter what, you can't go back and you can't change it. Like, like so he goes back in time and he makes sure... So his parents are, are George McFly and whatever her name was. Susan Sarandon, I don't know. Um, so, so it's those two people prior to him going back. He goes back... He still has the same parents. He has a slightly different life, but he still has the same parents. In Back to the Future 2, Biff goes back and changes things, but he still has the same parents. And all these different outcomes, he still always has the same parents. But the same events don't occur. Right. And that's what I'm saying is like, no matter what you do to go back in time to change it, there are just like some things you can't change. Whatever happened, happened. He's still alive. But that's not whatever happened, happened. Like, whatever happened, happened doesn't apply to the Back to the Future movies at all well it depends on it depends on like what we're what specifically we're, we're yeah because they're he, they're taking great lengths to make sure thing that they don't screw things up because they know they can change what happened no because what what changes in back to future 2 for example like when biff changes the 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 timeline he still all the stuff leading up to 1985 was the same with the exception of biff ma- made money but we don't know how like Biff was very successful originally that, in 
in Back to the Future. But he's, his father was still George McFly. Yeah, his all father the way, was still George McFly. All the way up to... You mean Marty's father happened, was still happened. George McFly. Yeah. For, well, just to clarify, where does the whatever happened happened thing come from? Uh, it's just, it's just. Um, that's one of the goes back to like, of time like Oedipus. It goes back to like Oedipus, and you know, like you can't change the past for no seeing the future. Anything, yeah, anything right. foreseeing the future. But that, that has, I don't think that has anything to do with Back to the Future. I think because because the, Back to the Future is the paradox theory, where you can change the past and you try to keep it the same, or you'll rip a hole in the fabric of space-time and destroy the universe. So that's not the whatever happened happened no, theory. No, it's not it's that the paradox you theory. try to keep it the same. It's that they specifically said you can't interact with your family. And it was like but very specific does, to your own DNA. And, and that's what rips and that's a hole. that's what the movie is. Because uh, he does interact with his family. He interacts with his mom. He interacts with his but dad. But at the end of the story, and that's the thing, is like you can't know what didn't happen, but like at the end of the story, everything that... He like was set in motion originally, still was set in motion because they made it set in motion. Because that's the whole thing where he was disappearing when he was singing because but, he screwed it up. But couldn't you just and he had to go easy, back and say that's not true? Couldn't because you, he changed. He changed his entire. He changed it, his the, family the was more successful. Of, yes, his family was like more confident. Yeah, well, no, they were completely they, different. They were people. completely different people. No, they were still the same people. They were still George uh, McFly. Yes, they, they were, were still, still the same names. Who but dressed who they differently, were, acted differently, who they were as had people. better he changed, eyesight. He changed you know? their. He like, changed their confidence. He changed. Yes, that's what. That's, that's what still, he changed in his father. Yes. Yeah, that's, that's still a, a lot change. to change. But yeah. that's not. That's not. We're not talking about like event. We're talking about events in time versus. Um, like, like, as I explained, one event like, in time. Doctor Who, Doctor Who, like, is like a really good example of this. Where like some things are are fixed moments in time, and so like Marty McFly being born of George McFly is a fixed event in time, and they they presume to tell us with the picture disappearing. It's not a fixed event in time, though. It is though. It is though, and that's the thing. That's what's that's what's like genius about it is that we we're duped into thinking that it's not a fixed event in time. But no matter what they do in that movie, in no matter who goes back and changes yes, the past, but you're focusing on one way. event. That's yeah, the one. whole movie's built on one. But event. no, he just here's the thing. He starts. But there are so many events after that event that change. Like to literally to get to make the changes of his parents loving each other more and his his brothers and sisters being more confident, and for Biff to be. You know, the sort of lackey who just washes their cars at the end of Back to the Future instead of at the beginning when he's like the asshole boss. So many different events have to happen in between the time there. But the point is, the point isn't that there there aren't a lot of events that you could manipulate. The point is that there are some things that you can't change. Two things. One, the fact that uh, the whole point of the beginning of two was that his son goes to jail and his daughter goes to jail. But they changed it so that they no longer go to jail. Biff's life, uh, uh, young Biff, or Griff's life Griff. is forever changed because they caused him to do it instead. That mm. completely changed two paths of time right there. So you're saying but we though, don't, that there are specific events in history that will not be altered by time travel. Quantum Leap did the same thing. And those, those things are basically the creation of people. All people will be created when they're created. Well, that's like going, kind of like going back and killing your grandfather. Okay. Like there are some things that you just can't change. And, and like that goes behind like whatever happened, happened. Even on Lost, whatever happened, happened. It, it wasn't that Jack didn't – Jack always time traveled to the past. It was that when he did time travel to the past, the influences that he had, he, there may have been small changes. But the influences on like on time and fixed important events in time 
always happen the way they would. And the same thing with Back to the Future. And I think that's what like people miss in Back to the Future is that there are – you're totally right. There are a lot of small things that change in Back to the Future. But the core of it is he goes back in time to make sure that he's you know, – he, he, he doesn't actually go back in time to do this. But when he goes back in time, the whole thing goes, becomes about him making sure that he's born, that his family, that the people are still born. And at the end of the movie, they prove that they're still born. Two things. Yeah. One, the fact that it, I understand what you're saying, but the fact that he even the possibility of him disappearing, which we saw, yeah, his like could happen. Body was going away. When his body was going away right, right. because Wait, he was never going to be born. Just that, just even the possibility of we seeing that happen, I think that means he might he was he I was think, not going a, to be born. I think it's a, I think it's an argument for that, but I. And two, wait, wait, wait. Two, the reason why Back to the Future is probably not the best example of anything mm-hmm. is when old Biff, and I, I always say this, when old Biff goes back to the past to give young Biff the almanac, yeah. and he goes back to the future, he should not have gone back to the future he left. He should have gone back to the future that his, his younger self was rich and owned casinos, and none of that would have ever existed. Well, except that the thing like with the disappearing Did hand... You know? What's that? Yeah, he goes back and then he dies. He, he goes. He goes back to the future exactly where he left. He leaves a. He breaks his cane off. He goes out. So the Dolorain is where. Oh, it, that's true. Yeah. This is a, this is that a, should have never happened. This is a yeah. well. This is a a trope that most time travel movies use. Alternate timeline. Well, in that nothing is changed until you see the hero affect the change. Quantum Leap does it, Back to the Future does it, Looper well, does it. No, that's that's the, it's <laughs> definitely because it's a movie. It's well, it's not It's easier to understand. But for sure. I mean, obviously they can't continue the story and the there plot isn't, if Biff doesn't well, return there to where he was. But there is an argument that um those who travel in time are affected by time differently. Kind of like when we talked about like it would mess you up mentally, it would mess you up physically. That those people who travel in time are affected differently by time. So the events in which they enact affect them in real time. They don't affect them the way they would somebody else who had nothing to do with it. Those people, it would just always be that way for them. But someone like Biff, who goes back to, back to the present for him, which is the future, it wouldn't change for him until young Biff, in re, quote, quote, real time, changes everything. So it would be like a gradual thing, hence the gradual disappearing of the photograph, the gradual disappearing. Well, of that's, I mean, that was an other, another element that was ridiculous. It's like, if you're never born, you should just not exist. There shouldn't be, oh, look, I'm disappearing. Yeah. Oh. Right. It's like Looper. That's one thing I liked about Looper is like, someone doesn't exist, boom, vanished. Done. But, but, but it's... Did you, you didn't see but, Looper. I did not but see they, Looper. But they, I they, want they, to so Looper badly. subscribes to like two theories and that... In that one, it changes immediately as soon as you mm-hmm. you do it, which and I like, and it's always that way. And also that um, that you can see all the possibilities; like they're all kind of possible, kind of like Quantum Leap. Like there's a fifty percent possibility because in Looper, and this won't spoil anything because it's pretty early. They explain this. Um, he can see all of the different possibilities of what could happen, and the closer he gets to it actually happening, to making a choice, it becomes clearer. So it's like the problem I have with Looper is, well, can do, are you subscribing to this multiple universe idea where you can have all of these different possibilities, or are you subscribing to this idea that the moment you do something, it it, it like you just do something and it changes? 
I think that both of those, I think when he sees what he does in the future, he, he's not seeing it. He, it's, it's hitting his brain as soon as his future self does it. No, he see, he, because he specifically says, I'm seeing, I have multiple memories of this all at the same time. He's seeing it as his future self does it but, at the same time. That's what I'm saying is he's gradually seeing the change versus it just changing. They explain that too, the fact that the brain is not wired that way and so it's like i really wish you'd seen the work because i really want to just like it's put a nail on this because there's something that's so flawed about the end of that film the whole that it's just like film come on. is flawed but i, it's I, I really fun enjoyed the time i loved it but as a you time should, travel yeah. movie it's not very it's not a very good time travel movie here's the thing i think it's a good time travel movie if you completely suspend your disbelief of time travel oh, man, i really just want to say something right now but i can't but here's the thing here's one thing that it, it, this won't ruin it either. one thing that i loved about looper that they did is because a lot of movies and and this is also a theory and like what would happen is when you um the loop effect when you go to the past or when you go from the future to the past and do something that wasn't done before what you know that begins the loop of you always going back to the past and doing it Whereas the first time around, it wasn't done. Does that make sense? Sure, yes. So one thing that they, Looper did, which I love, which I've never seen in another movie, is we see one way that it happens. Then we go back to the past, and we, and we, we see, see, the, see alternate. the alternate way that it happens that forms the loop. Wait, wait, huh. What you're seeing is... But you actually see the life lived it's, in both, you know, via montage the first time. Sure. We what see it the is? life lived... And then we we see what happens with his future self, and then we see the new life. Everything is chronological for the character, and that's that's what that is. Is that you're seeing you're not breaking away from it and bouncing back and forth between the future and the present. Yeah. You're seeing his future coming full circle. So let's get into wormholes. Let's yeah. talk about wormholes. Uh, wormholes are a hypothetical warped space time, which are also permitted by the Einstein field equations of general relativity. Although it would be impossible to travel through a wormhole unless it were what is known as a traversable wormhole. According to current theories of the nature of wormholes, construction of traversable wormholes would require the existence of a substance with negative energy, often referred to as exotic matter. Uh, More technically, the wormhole space-time requires a distribution of energy that violates various energy conditions, such as the null energy condition, along with the weak, strong, and dominant energy condition. Apparently, it violates a lot of actual physics. Surely it doesn't make any sense at all. No. However, it is known that quantum effects can lead to small, measurable violations of the null energy condition. Oh, good news, guys. Um, And many physicists believed that the required negative energy may actually be possible due to the Casimir effect in quantum physics, although early amount of negative energy can be made arbitrarily small. So it sounds like it's possible, but it's impossible. Is what it sounds like to me. Yeah, well, it sounds like we don't understand any of the things, the work parts of it. I agree. According to Stephen Hawking... Uh, in his Into the Universe episode of Time Travel, tiny wormholes are real. They exist. That, and then these wormholes are b- like billions of a billions of an inch small. So it would be impossible to travel through that for a human being anyway because they're so imaginably small and last like like briefest of time. Babies, though. Exactly. Let's just assume. <laughs> let's just, no, but then they, they like, they're done. Right. Like, I, I say we should assume that that's where deja vu comes from. Exactly. Yes. They're tiny wormholes in our brain. Yep. <laughs> Deja vu is definitely yep. always in every case time travel. Yeah. Uh, I think we can conclude that. Uh, Stephen, one thing Stephen Hawking said about wormholes that I, I was never aware of, and, and you guys may or may not be, is he says traveling through wormholes would be impossible even if they were our size because of feedback. And the same feedback that you hear when you're at a 
rock concert and right. the feedback, you know, your, your voice travels through the microphone into this, into an amp, into the speakers. And then that sound goes back into the microphone and sure. creates a, a loop that eventually can destroy the speaker if not corrected. The same would be the for wormholes is what he says, but with radiation, whereas radiation from our place and time would enter the wormhole and cause a feedback loop because the radiation would grow and grow, which would destroy the wormhole pr- pretty much immediately. So I, you know, I I'm, I tend to believe him. I don't. Uh, I think wormholes are stupid. <laughs> I just, uh, just I, in general the idea. I, yeah, of the I just don't. I think the idea of wormholes is stupid. Really, I don't think yeah. so. I, I can see where you're coming from. The idea that you travel through a tube and then you're like. Um, you're well, and like we in another. This is and dimension. everything. Like I mean, everything we've been talking about is theory. But like, what talk about? Talk yeah. about? Talk about a theory that is like completely. There's no like philosophy behind it. It's oh, just it's purely like, cosmetic. It's yeah. It's just. It's just like. Well, I think we can travel through a tube and do this. Where Where do you come out? It's not. Here's the thing. There's many versions of it. I mean. Uh, Star Trek has the one where you're talking about, especially Deep Space Nine. No, I'm, I'm talking about like no, no. What I'm saying is where it's tubes. Deep it's Space Nine tubes. has like a really like an intense wormhole. Yeah, like it's exactly. so frequently like one at quadrant of the galaxy. But some people yeah. believe that like if you enter a wormhole, you would travel back in time or forward in time, and mm-hmm. you would come out in the exact same location. Which would oh no, that's which not what would, I'm which about. would create a paradox. So like the idea that like like if you shoot a billiard ball into the wormhole, it would come back out to where the billiard ball was before, knock it off trajectory, and prevent it from ever. No, being I get what in. you're saying. I've never heard that theory. And no, I, I believe so. you. I believe you. What I'm saying is like in movies and and literature, it's it's usually going in one, coming out the other end somewhere else. Right. But here's the thing. That the actually way, seems more. Wouldn't you? Wouldn't it make more sense to travel through time and be in the exact same spot? Right. The thing, it's like the time machine. Right. Yeah, no, that's true. But the thing is, for me, the thing that I can conceive in my puny brain is entering a wormhole. And it's not necessarily a tube, but like inside it's a contraction of space where it's kind of like and, – and a movie did this. Uh, what, what, what one was it where they folded the piece of paper? And put the pencil uh, through it. Event Horizon. I Thank think. you, Event Horizon. Actually, <laughs> a very interesting, weird sexual movie. That yeah. movie's great. It's like, I, I yeah, it was. It's Paul uh, W S Anderson. Um, w S Anderson. Yeah, well, because he's because Paul Thomas Anderson. So he had yeah. Paul W S. Guy who did W S. Guy who did Resident Evil. Resident Evil movies yeah. and is married to Mila Jovovich. Jovovich. Oh, okay. really? Mm-hmm. That's a great example of the wormhole I can see happening is a wormhole would be folded space. You go in one end and the other end. It's like Stargate. Yeah. Oh, yeah, basically. Stargate. Totally. You walk in, Stargate you walk, you walk I think that's the best example of a wormhole. You walk through a portal and you come out in yeah, another portal. Place. Yeah. But I don't, I don't remember movie. if Stargate was like, oh, because between those two portals, space is folded. Or if it's just... But I mean, essentially, the process is the same. You physically, the second you step through it, you're in a new location. Which yeah. is the idea of like folding the piece of paper? I still think wormholes are stupid. <laughs> I think they're so cool. I think it's an extremely cool part. But of you know the thing with science the, fiction. The thing with the billiard ball, they you know, they were talking. You know the 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 idea is like you, you know the paradoxes and how. Actually, I think I think it was an argument against the Russian guy I was talking about earlier that said that the probability becomes zero, and they're saying like if you go through a wormhole, it would come out in the exact same spot, and the billiard ball would hit itself and prevent it from ever ever being able to go into the wormhole. And then there was another argument against that that was like, well, whatever happened happened, 
So the billiard ball is always going to go into the wormhole. So when you shoot the billiard ball into the wormhole and it comes out, it doesn't come out at the – it comes out like whatever trajectory you send it in, it comes out in a mirrored trajectory. So if it so goes it in – So it itself. So like CTC, yeah. so like time, the idea that time is an arc. So if you shoot it in an arc, it's going to come out in an arc. So it won't hit the billiard ball square in the middle and knock it off trajectory. It's going to glance off the side and knock it into the wormhole. So it's like constantly a loop. Well, that's fascinating. But, but um, I mean this is all – that, that, I mean, that's based on the idea no, that, that's fact that, that's <laughs> that's based on and that's actually an, an einstein thing like the, the ctc is like this idea that time is a curve instead of a straight Wait, line what's ctc though i i don't know look it up no no but that's like the theory is ctc the the idea that time is a curve instead of a straight line is it's the, called CTC. okay the, the gotcha. curve is called a ctc gotcha gotcha one thing that that a lot of uh movies and and some have have touched upon it is the fact that uh, and doctor who's touched upon it if i'm in a time machine and I go to the future of the past, mm-hmm. in that exact spot, the Earth will no longer be there because we are moving in the galaxy at a large rate right. of speed. So if you travel somewhere else, at that place in exact moment, you'll be in the middle of space. Right. Right. Yeah. So I think Doctor Who says it's because the TARDIS is, you know, can do time and space and just knows everything. So it's easy to get away with it. Again, the genius of Quantum Leap. Yeah. But um, but not many people touch upon the fact that, you know, I guess you don't really need to in movies, but I always thought it was interesting. Nobody cares. Yeah, but still. <laughs> it, no, I mean, nobody, I mean, that's just, you don't touch on something because it's just like superfluous. I, I sure. yeah, well. Like a time travel movie I really enjoy is called Frequency with Jim Caviezel. I don't and, know if I saw that. With yeah, Dennis Quaid. Dennis Quaid. I really, really enjoyed that movie, but it's it goes along with the same like Back to the Future thing where um, you can, you can see the change as it's happening. So it's like I can send a message to my son in the future by burning this, you know, this burning a message on the desk. And he's actually going to see it happening, even though he did it 20 mm. years prior. You're seeing the yeah, yeah. Oh, show. Right. Um, and cool. there's a little movie. Which is stupid. But um, it's fun. Movie, that's cool, man. That has a mailbox and you can put a letter in that mailbox. Oh, what is that movie? And the Lake House. You can go to the, the Lake House. Right. Never saw That's it. That's a hilarious Never time saw it. movie. Yeah, I think you sure. saw the trailer, right? I, you That's know what? enough. I enjoy all these stupid things, though. Like I like I like at the lake house. Even I enjoy. Did you was it? Did you like the movie? I like the movie. Yeah, yeah. I haven't. I mean, it's you know sappy. Well, like the time traveler's wife is sappy, but I actually enjoyed their time travel aspects of it and yeah, how and he would just that, disappear like, organic and he's just the time traveler. Yeah, and he doesn't know why. Yeah, it's sad. You know, I don't understand why there's not more sad stuff in time travel movies they all seem to be like well because it's science fiction though fun. it's like but like really like if you think about one. it it's time all, travel it's, drama it's, it's all, all gonna end in, it's all gonna end sad not back to the future three no but it should that's what i'm saying is like if you really think about it it should all end sad back to the future three is a little sad speaking of sad this is actually kind of fun <laughs> in a lot of ways <laughs> uh, well there's been a, tons of experiments in the past and i'm not going to name them or go through it all because it's all stuff that will go past my head and it's just obviously none of it worked because mm-hmm. you don't have time travel. But there's some non-physics-based experiments. Uh, this is pretty vague. Several experiments have been carried out to try or entice future humans who might invent time travel technology to come back and demonstrate it to people at the present time. Events such huh. as Perth's Destination Day, which I think is 2005, or MIT's Time Traveler Convention heavily publicized permanent ad- advertisements of a meeting time and place for future time travelers to meet. These experiments only stood the possibility of generating a positive result demonstrating the existence of time travel, but have failed so far. What? Right. 
because time travelers want to go to such a nerdy. <laughs> it's like, hey, let you know where I'm going to go to the past and I'm going to go it, meet though. up with these guys. I totally get it, though. I mean, how cool would that be? Actually, though, I would bet you that if you wanted to, if you were a time traveler, uh, you had invented a time machine and you wanted to unveil it to somewhere in the recent past, the perfect place to do it no. would be... To a group of people who are ready to accept it. If Oprah didn't exist, I would believe that maybe. <laughs> but I'm going to Oprah. That's me. You would go to Oprah? Because you know what? Who can you go to so that the government doesn't snatch you away? It's my same theory as to if I could... Uh, it should be public. If I had telekinesis right. or something and I wanted to unveil it, I would not go to something like that. It would have to be public on a huge scale. Or not necessarily Oprah, but you know what I mean. Someone who can actually protect you in some way or create a fuss if somehow you disappeared. I was thinking just before, think if the well. paradox thing is true, perhaps there perhaps there are time travelers in the future, but then every time they travel back, just by measure of traveling back, they change it so they they aren't there. They like haven't traveled. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so like I don't know. That's sort of like a funny idea to me, man. Maybe I'll write a movie about that. Like they just so badly want us to know that there's time travel. But they can't fucking do it. They just can't let us know because they keep showing up and and then disappearing. Like, damn it. <laughs> That's like a good sketch. Yeah. But then how do you disappear? Well, I guess it would be a film sketch. I think I'll do it. <laughs> did you guys see, did you, you guys watch Big Bang Theory? Uh, no. A time or two. Yeah, it was time. So they, there's an episode where like they show sort of the origin of like the two main characters becoming roommates. And they say they, they sign this roommate agreement. And there's this moment where they sign a pact with each other where – they're like, if either of us invents time travel, we both agree to come to this moment, you know, five seconds from now, and they wait five seconds. Like, ah, oh, damn it, <laughs> you know. So it's like proof there's no time travel. That's a that's a that's kind of how I honestly, look at it. if I invented really time cool, travel, yeah. I think I'd put it in a hot tub. In a hot tub, and put John Q- a John Cusack in it. <laughs> I, I think there's Just make it as much like something in pop culture as possible. So, so much about that movie that's genius. It's a it's Hot a funny movie. Yeah. It's a funny movie. It. Here's the funny? thing. Here's the thing Do I you think enjoy about Dave. 80s John Cusack movies oh, like yeah. Better Off Dead. Yeah, I think yeah, Dave watch it. has never watched a time travel movie in his life. Yeah, <laughs> That's like, what I'm thinking. Have right you now. seen Back to the Future? Nah, what's that? <laughs> yeah, um, I haven't seen a lot of these movies. I haven't seen Looper. What was the other one? Primer. Frequency. Frequency. Primer. Frequency. Primer's a little more you know on you know indie side. it, yeah. it, it was released, but it was more. It wasn't huge fan favorite. I've only seen Time Cop. Only Time Cop. Time Cop is actually a good movie. It's a great I, movie. Did you, did, you, did you see Time Cop? I've seen Time Cop. It's enjoyable. It's fun because it's it's also the silliness of it's like stupid. you can't occupy the same matter because you're the same matter. Sure, right. It's, it's fun. It's no, it's it's John Claude Van Damme, but it's fun. Yeah. No, it's a fun movie. It's did fun you see movie. Southland Tales? Have you seen that movie? No, I heard it was yeah. horrible. That, everyone says it's horrible. I, I love it. I just found it so boring. Richard, really yeah, boring. Just, yeah, oh I was bored out of my mind. Richard Kelly, what's his name? Donnie Darko director. Is it Richard Kelly? Yeah, it's I Richard, think it's Kelly. Richard Kelly. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I've heard such bad things. Yeah, I just, I just like was like bored out of my mind the whole really? time. To be honest, you like really? it? Though. You're yeah. the only one. You're, I love you. I one. saw it with my friend Chris. You're the one. You're the guy who owns yeah. the DVD. He's the one person. I don't own the DVD because it's on Netflix. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay, maybe I'll watch it. The thing is that it's two and a half hours long, and you gotta like. You gotta love time travel. Yeah. No, no it's, it's not even. It's they not only even really touch on time travel. Oh, really? Yeah. Then why yeah. have I seen it? Donnie Darko's uh, a better time travel. You just movie. thought it was good. He's movie. a much better time travel yeah. movie. But no, Southland Tales is time travel is very, very important in it, mm. and there, uh, there is a huge thing. Like the resolution of the movie has a lot to do with uh, the same matter occupying the same space. Oh, okay. 
Donnie Darko. Now that we've now that we mentioned it, yeah. Donnie Darko also sort of is the idea that you have to travel within your own your own time stream. Your own well, but lifetime. also it never became really clear because what I sort of got from that movie was that he died, and that was him. That entire thing was his brain. Spoilers out. Space spoilers. Yeah. Spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> We've um, all seen Donnie Darko, right? You saw yeah. It's, a, it's, a, it's definitely a time travel movie. I mean, it's definitely like he travels back and changes it. I saw it when it came out. Changes whether he was there or not. No, but see, that's, that's the interesting. Thing. That's not what it seemed like that's, to me. I didn't see that either. Because you know how, like, when you die, D, that chemical DMT is released in your brain, you, sure. and you basically have the most potent dream that you could possibly. I have. I thought it was really. That's what the light at the things. end of the tunnel thing. So I thought yeah. it was that. I thought it was that it fucking killed Your him. Your life flashes before And his you. life flashed before his eyes. Yeah. yeah time right. travel. Watch the audio commentary movie. for it. Okay. They talk a lot about the time travel. I mean, like, it's really okay. interesting. Like, no, maybe there's, there's actually a lot to it that... Um, but there you, were, like, dream elements to it. Like, what were the... That... Like, the characters kept popping back up. You know what I mean? Like, the rabbit. The guy in the rabbit suit or whatever. Right. Like, what was that? That was clearly that's all just seemed like his subconscious while exactly. he was dying. Exactly. So, that's what, why I thought it was. Death. I mean, I mean, obviously, it, people take different things from the film, but right. sure. But I'll I'll listen to the audio. Yeah, audio, com- audio comedy is really interesting for that movie. Yeah. Oh, speaking of audio commentary for Looper, actually, you probably won't want to do this, but uh, the director of Looper uh, put out audio commentary already when the movie was released. Oh, really? If you want to go watch it with your headphones and listen to his commentary. I think he's one of the most exciting like kind of newer directors out there right now. What was his name? Ryan Johnson. Thank you. What else does he made? He did uh, Brothers Bloom, which I think is Oh, that's pretty, a great movie. It's very underrated though. Yeah. And he did Brick. Brick. Oh, really? Yeah. He directed yeah. Brick? Brick was really good. Yeah. Brick was amazing. He hated that movie. You did you? That movie? It was just like conceptually I get the appeal, man, but I'm I like don't so. that type of dialogue just it just drove me crazy and I just That's I just one of the things I thought was like really sh- genius about it was the dialogue. Really? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think it's it's you go one way or another. Yeah. I don't remember. The, I, again, I saw it when it came out, so I don't remember necessarily the dialogue, but I remember enjoying it. It's a 1940s noir yeah. that takes place in modern day, so yeah. they, they still speak cool. in Sam cute. Spade like dialogue. Yeah, yeah. Right. No, I mean, that was the, that was the thing of it. You're wrong, Dave. But I just hate it. No, that's all right. You, you know. Watch it again and be right this time. Yeah. Um, I also my tastes are generally like like with film like pop. I like pop, well, you like bubble gum type shit. So I loved Juno too, and all my friends I, are like, "What the I, fuck?" I, is I, wrong? Oh no, I love I Juno. Like, I don't like Juno. Really? really? Yeah. See, the, see, now that's weird because you like the dialogue from one and yet not the other, even though they're well, totally I don't different. Like it, think of it. But it's like, but it's the dialogue in Juno isn't like it doesn't harken back to no, like for another sure, time. For it sure. just makes up its own. And yes. everybody buys into the dialogue in Brick. In Brick. I don't like. I don't. There's some. There's She's some, just like this cool, quirky person that yeah, talks like, like an idiot. Yeah, like anything Chloe Moretz is in, I can't stand that girl. Who people, is that? People Who's, love wait, Chloe Moretz. She wasn't she in was, Juno. She was no, but she. But are you just saying in general? She, it's just a real similar situation. How did this? You know, it always comes back to you bashing Chloe Moretz. Chloe Moretz. How I hate Chloe Moretz. Wes? She's terrible. Did she Moretz? spit on you? She. She's in. Um, uh, I, she, she was in was 500 a, Days of Summer. She was the the little sister in 500 Days of Summer. Did you see Let Me In? Uh, the, the remake, remake of Let, Let the Right One In, the vampire movie. She's in the remake Dark of Shadows. Carrie. Dark Shadows. She's no. terrible in Dark Shadows. She, I mean, she's just awful in everything. She's in Kick Ass. Kick Ass. She's, she's Hit Girl in Kick Ass. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, know. I, I like, oh, I like yeah. her. I, I kind of just like. <sighs> she's bad in bad movies, but in good movies, she's good. What? That makes sense. No. Sure, that makes sense. That makes <laughs> because sense. I don't buy a single thing that comes out of her mouth. It's like there's this fascination. She's awesome in Kick There's there's fascin- a fascination with like making her. She does it in 500 Days of Summer. She does it in Kick Ass, where they where they want her to like talk like an adult but it's like oh it's it's 
kitsch because she's, she's precocious. A kid. She's precocious, but she's not precocious because she says well, that's stuff what that goes trying beyond to do. that. Mm. She, it's it's like it's not precocious. It's she's talking like an adult. They're making her a smart kid. I, I know what you're no, saying. No, they're not making her a smart kid. They, they're making her talk like an adult. Okay, but I think there's a difference. I I I I, I understand what you're saying. I, I, I understand what you're saying. <laughs> but watch Five Hundred Days of Summer again, and like she I haven't seen so that movie annoying yet. in that movie. I'm like, I haven't watched it. Can this kid shut up? Because she's supposed to be like the really smart younger sister. She's like a teenager, mm. and she's like she's basically smarter than him. This is what we're gonna do. We're gonna get away from your pure hatred of uh, Chloe Moretz because you know what? She wasn't in a time travel movie. You know what else? Uh, she's she was a, a horrible werewolf. Though. But she's but a child. Anyway, what are we talking about now? Butts, man. Time, time, time butts. Butts in time. Time well, butts. Unfor- That's a good title for me. Time, time butts. butts. <laughs> Unfortunately, Dave can't travel back in time or forward because he actually has to be somewhere. It would be nice if you could freeze time when you're recording a podcast. Yeah. If that was the way that you could freeze time, like if you had to be recording a podcast to travel time. Yeah. That would be wonderful. How much would your mind be blown right now if, like, future you walked up to the door right now and you're like, okay, I'm done. You go take care of what you got to take care of so I can be here and finish this podcast. I wouldn't believe it. Actually, I wouldn't believe it. There would be no way that my You're more likely to believe that there's a clone. I am way more likely to believe that there's a clone of me. That somebody secretly cloned you. Well, that's... Yes, exactly. Absolutely. With our technology, that would be more possible. You can go out on a limb here. (laughs) I'm going to say that none of those scenarios are going to happen. You don't yeah, know. I'm just well, saying. I'm just saying. All three of us in this room, besides you, just looked at the door right when you said that. Because I, I, live in, I live in the real world. Yeah. Oh, oh, someone's at the door. At the door. Hey, um, I'm here. <laughs> but <laughs> hey, guys. Um, but Dave, thanks so much for joining us. Do you, do you got anything going on? You got nothing going on. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't do anything. No, ever, you do nothing at all. You do nothing. Um, I, yeah, I don't know. I uh, I run a, um, a a comedy show in downtown LA every Tuesday. Uh, that you should come to. It's called Holy Fuck. And I co-host a podcast called Sex Nerd Sandra, which you can find on the Nerdist Network. Nice. And my Twitter and all that stuff, just go to my website's davetotheross.com. And there's like my podcast and show and my sketch group women and stuff like that. I was going to say, the Nerdist might not like you going on someone else's. Like, let's be honest, they'll never know this exists and they'll never know about it. So it's cool. Well, I actually don't think that's totally true, uh, that they won't know about it, because I'll tell them. Uh, and uh, that sounded weird. That sounded like horribly immodest of me. It did. I just mean like, it sounded like really shitty. It uh, did, and you know what? We'd like you to leave. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, it's okay. There's another me. It's <laughs> let's not go, weird, right? <laughs> let's go a year into the future uh-huh. and find out if you told anyone. <laughs> <laughs> What's uh, funny is that this, the concept for this podcast fits the Nerdist Network so perfectly. They don't have the stuff that they nerd out on or or like in their like the all their podcasts are about like sort of culturally nerdy things. Yeah. There's not no, much discussion love, of I science. I love the nerdist stuff. It's fun to nerd out about uh, or I should say geek cuz actually nerd and geek are two different terms. Yeah. This is this is geek and you know what nerdist is geek geek stuff too. It's not nerd. It stuff. is. But whatever. Is there whatever for- guys, whatever. I know this is this is off the topic of time time travel, uh-huh. but I, I know what a nerd is and I know what a geek is. But mm-hmm. is there a term now for the person that is all of these social things that go along with being a nerd or a geek? Because now you, that's not required for you to be a nerd, which sucks kind of for me because I have all that. Is that I'm a hipster? Much less of no, because a hipster isn't socially awkward and right. uh, yeah, like unable here's the thing to, though. I, well, I don't think there's <laughs> well, yes, but. 
this the hipsters real have sex i guess yeah, yeah the real and yeah hipster, hipster <laughs> well uh, fair enough hipsters yeah. like geeky things ironically right which i think is what it is because it's if, hip i don't so because I would even take, they like it because what hip. you like geek, away from out of this geek completely. culture is very hip right now yeah. i used to relate to i used to claim nerd and relate to nerds and being a nerd because i couldn't talk to girls I mm-hmm. couldn't talk to anybody. Mm-hmm. I was afraid of everything. Mm-hmm. I uh, was horribly like socially inept. Yeah, I would like immodulate my voice and have the sniffles all the time. You know what <laughs> I mean? I was just like so stereotypically a nerd. But I never had the comic book thing, or or like a lot of those. Well, and so I, you can't who, be what's a nerd that and person? A geek, though you can't be a nerd and a geek because that's you just described a nerd. Like if we're going to the definitions, of that's things, a nerd. A nerd oh, is know. socially no. A nerd is more socially inept. A nerd is more about math and calculations. A thirst for knowledge. And a thirst for knowledge. Geek is about comic books and 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 pop culture and wearing Star Wars shirts and and talking to people about movies. And uh, time travel and and discussing theories of time travel, not the mechanics and the mathematics behind it, but the fun fun discussion about it. So whereas a geek would have a group of geeky friends, a nerd would probably be more alone and socially inept and just be in their math book. Well, I don't think that's what the world thinks. I think that the world thinks that they're both nerd. And that and it pisses me off because <laughs> it's like we should be celebrating the the socially awkward amongst yeah. us. You and know? now it's different. Now it's it's yeah, they're both pretty much interchangeable. And yeah. but when you go down to the definition, they're totally different. They're I not. Th- I mean, they're they're both into Star Wars and Star Trek and shit like that. Sure. But one would have discussions and wear Star Trek T-shirts, whereas the other one would study and wonder how to build a spaceship for real, but not talk to people about it. Right. Right. That's yeah. kind of like that's not fully it, but that's kind of like the bare bones. Like, well, knowing all that about you now, look at you now. You have a time traveling clone. <laughs> I know. I mean, look how far I've come. You've come a long way. I know. Dave, Alan, thank you so much for thank us. you for having me on the show. It was Wes, a lot of fun. What up? Uh, do you have anything to plug? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Um, well, one day you will have your uh, show up and running. I, uh, I, I, years I, from now. On occasion, I write um, completely spoiler-free reviews for movies. <laughs> oh yeah, you started that new. Um... Yeah, it's uh, cinepotamus.blogspot.com. It's too long. Cinepotamus, I like Cinepotamus. a lot. So if you if you like are curious if maybe a movie is good or entertaining or whatever, but you don't want really to know anything about the movie, <laughs> that's the that's the site you go to because I got tired of... of re- I mean, like, I love Roger Ebert. Mm. Um, I'm a big fan of Roger Ebert. But I, I can't read his reviews anymore because he gives too much away about the movies. Like, I, I've even stopped watching some movie trailers. Absolutely. So, There's nothing better than walking into a movie and knowing nothing about it. I want to know, know, like, one or two lines of what the... You know, basic plot is basic, very, very basic, and nothing else. I want to know if, if yeah. the movie's fun. If, sure. If you know, like Skyfall, like does shit blow up? Right. That's what I want to know. You know who's not a fan of Roger Ebert? You. God. God. That's so mean. That's so mean. You know what? You say things, and it's like you really know it's. Did mean. he die? No, no he, but he, he, uh, he got that like uh, mouth cancer uh, or something. His jaw removed. Oh, that's right. His face. I, re- I really no, like he's that great. He's great. I, I, I always used to watch Siskel and Ebert when I was a kid because yeah. I did a movie review show on the radio for four years. Siskel. So, did you really? Yeah, back in Miami a long time ago. Siskel, on the other hand, 
not as much of a fan of that. that no one. Another guy that God doesn't. He liked everything. He he didn't really like. It was just like he was just too happy about movies. Just too like. I mean, I like a lot of stuff. Like I I find the joy in a bad movie, but he just liked everything. (laughs) I didn't. I don't remember. That was such a long time ago. I don't remember. My main memory of Gene Siskel is the episode of The Critic. Where Cisco and Eber get in a fist fight on an airplane, yeah, uh, or during their show I like or whatever. The oh, I love that show. I you know who I so also much. like that's not around? John Lovitz. Oh yes, High School High. Everything he did. He did a show that was either on uh, the CW or one of those channels, Channel My Thirteen, uh, just recently with um, shit. Bill Bellamy, I think is his name, which uh, is the worst piece of crap I've ever seen in my life. I'm assuming it was canceled after one episode. Sure. But I watched it and I was like, I can't believe he's doing this. He also has the worst comedy club that ever was. Does he? Because that's yeah. where um, doesn't that's in Kevin Universal Smith. City, right? Where Kevin Smith in the Universal City. City. Kevin yeah. Smith does all his podcasts. It's there. on City Walk. Yeah. Does oh all the Kevin Smith podcasts? I don't know if all of them, but I, yeah, a lot of them are. No, really? well, he does his there when he's here. The one oh, with really? Him and Ralph Garman. So, Kevin Smith, if you're listening, please get back to us and let us know exactly what's going on. Give us a call, bro. He listens. He listens. Just give us a call. He's um, gonna <laughs> be through the door in a second, but it's his clone. It's his clone. It's his time traveling clone. Well, uh, this was this has been fun. Honestly, time travel is something we could talk about for hours and hours. And yeah, hours. clearly. And I try to keep these under two hours. You'll you'll have to stop inviting me to podcasts because yeah. Keep... Well, yeah. The other long one was was uh, Disney. Zombies was long too. Folks, go back and listen to that Zombies. Disney one. That's a, yeah. that was listen a fun to talk. all of them. that was a I'm lot. Go that, to that. I that Disney one was Disney. a lot of fun to do. I appreciate you uh, letting me come do that. Yeah, no problem. No, this was great. Thanks. Guys. I wish that I were on that one. I'm yeah, a huge Disney nerd, man. Are you I really? Love it. Dude, yeah. I tried to tell you, you should have done it in multiple like parts. We can do another I torrented Disney. this. I did this like five or six years ago. I torrented every uh, Disney, well, Disney classic. They're going to live here in that. And, uh, I torrented every Disney classic. He donated. I stole every single, I don't care. Yeah. I used to work there too. Fuck that company. I hate yeah. it. <laughs> I worked in Mauschwitz. It was the <laughs> worst. I uh, love Disney. <laughs> I, I really no, do. We all, Dude, I love Disney we all too. Love Disney, but working there, I'm actually, sure I love their product. Yeah, I, gotcha. Working there was, oh man, I. Uh, well, I'll just say very briefly, my time working there wasn't that great. Though one of the things I worked on won an Emmy, uh, and I found out about it just because my boss texted me, uh, and uh, he was like, "So if you want to come down and take a picture with your, that's what working there was what like. What was it? it? Was Can you say the no. Oscars website? It wasn't that." There's Emmys for websites. Yeah, it's I like haven't won creative one, so I didn't arts. Know that blows my mind that there's Emmys. For oh, websites. creative arts, gotcha. Creative arts uh, Emmys. Gotcha, gotcha. They're like they don't air them. So well, it's, it's like, like the sound designers and all that stuff. Um, well, as you can see, I'm wearing a Disney shirt as well yeah. as have a horde of Disney vinyl made. Sure. So we enjoy Disney in this. Saw that Epic Mickey Two is coming out. Yeah, I have it. Do you, yeah, you have it? <laughs> nice. Yeah. I haven't played it. Time has it already come out? Yeah, it came out. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, I don't have it ahead of time. That'd be great. Well, Disney. Part two podcast. I'll believe it. Just about to start. I'll believe it when I see it coming. I'll do it. If you want me, I fucking would love that. No, no. I I, Disney is such a huge thing because they were declining for a while, but now lately, obviously, they're probably the smartest company in the world. I'd really like to have like a podcast focus on Disneyland. To be honest with you, uh, we we can we can talk about that. We can talk about this. We'll see. Dave doesn't like the idea. (laughs) <laughs> no i i uh there's so much material just in disneyland or like the disney parks we can, can have just a disney we parks can figure podcast. something out because honestly i love disney so much that i i do another one and there was we didn't even touch upon you know most of the fun things we should do a podcast from disneyland yeah we could you could totally do that anyway <laughs> 
we're gonna let Dave go. We're gonna and we're gonna end this freaking Disney uh, podcast. I mean, time travel podcast. <laughs> thanks for having and, me on the show, man. Yeah, no, thanks, guys. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, um, honestly, Disney and time travel are two things that I'll probably do part twos of eventually. We should, sure. we talk, we should talk about Disney time travel stuff later on. Yeah. Oh, so Wes, what is uh, what's your Twitter? Movie hippo. Oh, that's so cute. Is that what Cinepotamus comes from? Cinepotamus comes from Movie Hippo. Yeah, I had Movie Hippo first. And uh, actually, since uh, I changed uh, from Wikipedia Brown to Bad Sloth. I like Bad Sloth, uh, by the way. Yeah, my Twitter was SlothArt because my Etsy site is is Mm SlothArt.com. But now my Twitter is Bad underscore Sloth. Yes. So Bad Sloth. Bad underscore Sloth. Follow me. I will follow you back. And uh, someone, I follow you. I, I don't know if it's an it's an Asian uh, girl because, and I say that because the Twitter bad sloth is all Asian characters. I don't know if it's Chinese or Japanese, but she hasn't been on for over a year. So I'm like, Argh. send her a direct message. Twitter, I, I've done that. Twitter needs to like get rid of all the inactive users, so people who want their names can get them. Yeah, it's really annoying. So hopefully that happens. My hey, wife, everybody, write Twitter and your congressman a letter. And about, your congressman? <laughs> about how Twitter needs to let the inactive names go. You could write. It, they do have a, a thing with the Library of Congress where if your um, Twitter is a public account instead of a private account, um, everything you tweet actually is going into the Library of Congress. Oh, that's cool. So Dave's left, and uh, my roommate, who is actually moving out tomorrow, thankfully, uh, has joined us, Daniel Weiss, who's on the first podcast and has yet never been asked to return. Uh, for reasons he knows about. Daniel Weiss is my hero. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, basically, I, I wanted to add that, that there were so many things we didn't touch upon uh, in this episode, such as Montauk Project and Philadelphia Experiment and uh, Project Pegasus, which is the way uh, you were saying in Quantum Leap. Vaguely linked to Quantum Leap. Yeah, yeah and Quantum also uh, supposedly a real thing where kids were used uh, in time travel experiments. Supposedly. Fringe anyone? Don't forget the butterfly effect. Yes. And butterfly uh, effect. Love but Ashton Kutcher. <laughs> there's so many things that we didn't touch upon. So there will be a part two of the time travel podcast. And it's not going to happen next episode. It'll happen in a few episodes. So just travel to three months from now and you'll be able to hear part two. Great, Scott. And yeah. tune in to hear me try to convince Alan to save his future self from his past self. And that's why Daniel's not invited back anymore. <laughs> but just like in Back to the Future, this will be... To be continued. And then... To be concluded? <laughs>